Welcome everyone to Pokey Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name's Nick and with me is my co-host. What's up guys? It's Austin. Today is December 2nd, 2021. Let's get into our 19th episode. So what's been going on, man? Besides no. your, your big finish recently. I would say my slightly above average finish. No, dude, that was that was great. What was your, your final? You were in the top 10, right? No, I didn't make top 10. Oh, fuck. No, top 10%. Top 10%, and yeah, that's what that, matters. Yeah, yeah. No, actually... Uh, it was fun. You you know, you guys had me over on Sunday and played in the Sunday Open, and you guys were excellent hosts as always and had some nice Thanksgiving ham and <laughs> green bean casserole as I, you know, made phase two in Sunday Open, which is actually a lot harder than it sounds. Um, yeah. Well, you, you still performed pretty well in phase two as well. Sunday Open is really challenging because that's where only four, right, go to the very, very top, top, cut, yeah. top cut. So yeah. it's like... I mean, it's really awesome if you make if you enter phase two. I think in the top sixteen, mm-hmm. that's really cool. you're just chilling. But then, then it, you're just chilling. But I think that's where it's like awesome because then it's like an actual top cut. Mm-hmm. Like if this was a really big that 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 makes it feel like day two top sixteen or something. Yeah, but it it was a lot of fun. It was a very weird way of getting there. Playing a lot of single prizers. I guess not really. I wouldn't call them rogue decks. That the new yeah. you know, the glaring obstacle deck. I played that three times i believe yeah it's been on the rise it actually has a pretty high win percentage in the sunday open it had a pretty yeah. high win percentage. it was very difficult and um basically they shut down where i couldn't attack it with basic basic pokemon mm-hmm. one of my matches i had no access to my victini v max so i was slowly relying on the shady dealings inteleon yeah and that's where our last week's segment of you know having a deep roster came into yeah. play um you know it won me several matches in fact it won me three matches that card just one copy of it. Right, so. the the regular Shady Dealings Inteleon, which a lot of people just opt for the quick shooting Inteleon, mm-hmm. but that Shady Dealings Inteleon has a two energy attack yeah. that does 120 and 20 to a bench. That's right. a pretty solid attack. Pair it with Shady Dealings. You know, you're sitting there and you're, you're taking out a Sobble. Yeah. Got a lot of... Pair it with uh, Suicune and yeah. you're getting a two shot, right? Like they have really nice synergy between those two cards. Mm-hmm, definitely. And uh, it definitely, I won't say I had some weak opponents, they made some questionable decisions by putting like down 160 HP Pokemon because then mm-hmm. just put put them in reach and um, I'm just very thankful that I had a, a deep roster for that. <laughs> I keep throwing that deep roster plug from last week. <laughs> Other than that, man, um, a lot of lots of Pokemon. Um, I showed up to Poke Club for the first time. Yeah. What did you think of interacting with 10 and 11 year olds? It was cool. Um, some of them were pretty funny. Uh, some of them, I guess. We, some of them recognized us from, recognized me from our little tiny, like, YouTube fan. <laughs> our listeners don't know we, we fucked around on YouTube for a little bit. We still kind of do for, like, it's more of a kid's thing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so that was cool. I was, like, a superstar. They're like, I saw you on YouTube. Yeah, and I had kid, forgot that we made <laughs> kid, YouTube Kids videos. think that's so cool yeah. to, be on, to be on YouTube. And um, to open packs. They're like, what the fuck? You're just yeah. opening all these packs of cards. Pulling all this stuff. And then, um... They all wanted to battle me, but there was so there was an odd number of kids, and so this one kid was like, "Will you battle me?" And I'm like, "After you, I think you yeah, beat him." Yeah, I, I beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, so I bought I I busted out the overgrown monkey from our very first episode. <laughs> I thought that was probably the weakest of the decks I had built. No, no, I I think Gardevoir <laughs> Venax is probably a lot worse. I forgot I had that. Um, it has since been dismantled, but um, anyway. 
He's like, are you going to take it easy on me? And I, I looked at him like, no, man. Nope. Nope. And Kid needs to be put in his place. Long story short, I closed the game out with an unnecessary 390 attack on his ass. <laughs> so, not that sorry. Kid, that kid, I played him, and I'm like, he's playing Neuvern V, mm-hmm. the Neuvern V deck. Yeah. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to attack me right now? You have the energy. He goes, nope, I'm waiting for next turn. I did see that. And uh, I'm like... You can attack now and next turn. He's like, nope, I'm gonna wait. I saw that. Okay. With another, I saw that at another <laughs> table, and I said, why not do the? You know, why not do fifty damage now? And she says, well, it'd be so much cooler if I do. I'm like, okay, well, are you... <laughs> all right, yeah. But all right. you know, there were two kids who cracked the frost moth, and they were over there uh, doing the Intellion VMAX uh, mirror match. I think that might have been me. You cracked the frost moth, and then yeah. the other kid learned the frost moth, and well, now they're over there back and forth, just fucking loading up water energy on yeah. everything, and they're just like ha 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 ha. But I was very proud to see not just the cracking; it's one thing, mm-hmm. but to understand keeping Pokemon you need as attackers on the bench so that you can set them up yeah. to then actually use a switch and use them when you wanted. Like I saw someone. Well, one of the the one girls playing uh, Inteleon VMAX was using the Inteleon V to strategically snipe their benched VMAX instead of attacking the active Pokemon. Because you know with that attack, you can choose yeah, where you yeah. want to put it. So she, cool was, she finally figured out to ignore this dud that he threw up in the active. Mm. And she was strategically playing... Uh, putting 40s on the benched VMAX that he was trying to set up so that when he finally put the VMAX into the active, she, was she evolved and took a knockout, which was cool. <laughs> oh so it was like, I, it was cool to see her do that. Like, finally, so someone that, recognizes you don't have to attack the active. That was the table where the two girls were yeah. playing. Man, I'm going to have to hang out with them. That's that's some next level shit. Yeah, so they're they're definitely getting up there. So that was cool. Right, definitely cool but as far as playing for me this week i didn't get a lot of chance to play online i played late night had a unsatisfactory results i've been out for two weeks and as i come back it seems that fucking jolteon is all over the place now it is yeah and you know i didn't want to play anything different so i've just been going in with dark burbs but i'm gonna have to rethink things which sucks because like almost every there's so many decks but they're all kind of meta and i'm not in love with them the only deck I'm in love with is Dark Burbs, but Jolteon is such on the rise that it's making it unbearable to play. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've tried putting in the weakness stuff, but then they just quick shooting it, and it's like... Yeah, I've been playing around with a lot of decks, too. Um, we'll, so we'll jump into the Rogue deck here shortly, but um, all this stuff, kind of what I've been playing with and what we're what's kind of going on in the heads of the co- or the Poke Rogue host. And I'm yeah. thinking... Um, Right now, you kind of spoke about it. I'm doing a Zacian build that plays 30 metal energy, and the idea is that you just fucking <laughs> intrepid sword. That's the one I was telling you about. Yeah, just fucking yeah. just play a deck of Zacian. Several and just switch intrep- options. Yeah. Um, I put one, like Tapacoco, in there with a free retreat, draw two, just to yeah. kind of have, so you don't need two switches to do an intrepid sword. Yeah. Um, and that's been you a lot of fun. Send me the list you had for that again, because I want to fuck around. Yeah, with that yeah, too. It make just it better. Looks fun. I it's, just want to. I want to play with it. Just fucking four Zacians, one free retreat Pokemon. You know, maybe there's a better one. Yeah. And then you just fucking just go at it. Um, I've been playing around with Hoopa V. Um, yeah. Try not to play like the basic bitch way. I feel like, <laughs> and that's where you do like use the fusion strike. You know, mechanic. I just was trying to play it with like Zacian and Moltres and even Zapdos and yeah. Um, I kind of had it to a good point to where I was beating all the main meta decks, but I had a terrible win record. So I 
I'm, I'm going to let it brew for a little bit longer. Yeah. And uh, then I had this one that we're going to talk about here that kind of has been on the back burner for a little bit, and I just kind of revamped it, and it's yeah. been performing well, but... What have you been fucking with? Yeah, I've been fucking around. Finally got to build a Latios Latias. I'll probably show that as a rogue deck for next week. And it's been doing okay. I'm not going to go too much into it yet. But it's probably the most hyper-consistent deck mm -hmm. I've ever built in terms of, like, getting your setup and getting your pieces out. So that's been super... That's one of the most fun I've had. But sadly, playing on the ladder, I just don't get to play against the meta very often. I keep getting all these weird decks that, you know, it's not made to play that. Made mm -hmm. to take these big hits... And I'm not getting opportunities to play lots of the main meta. So it gets frustrating having to play through like 10 random, you know, shitty decks or, or random just weird decks yeah. that, you know, like Rapid Strike Malamar. If you enter any tournament, you're not going to play against constant Rapid Strike Malamar. I'll want to get paired against that, but yeah. Yeah, you know, but like on the on the ladder, you're nonstop getting paired against stuff like that. And it's like, well, how many times am I going to play this? It's like, just like budget stuff that you see. A lot of Zacian um yeah okay so That's that was a little frustrating uh been throwing around some some new burbs uh some new versions of dark burbs and then also just some pure burbs with zapdos and moltres i just like birds yeah. like i'm a fan of bird pokemon yeah and i'd like putting lots of birds in a deck and seeing what can happen if you put as many burbs as possible but there's a itch i'm having where i want to start investigating lots of i don't know i'm getting a weird itch for like stall and wanting to control yeah so i'm starting to look into those options i'm gonna mess around with some gudra and some stuff and see if i can come up with something just to you know just get rid of all their energy in the deck that's okay. what i'm hoping for right now so we'll see what i can brew up this next week but i really want to just get rid of all their energy but let's see what you got for the rogue deck yeah, of this yeah, week yeah, yeah. I went rogue, I just had no hope, I really had to let shit go, had to rise, I won't boast till I find my pot of gold. All right, man. What's a rogue deck, man? So you like birds. I do like birds. I don't want to fuck You're going to give me up. some birds? I like quadrupeds. What? Quadrupedalism. Yes, that is a... That That's is. a word. Yes. Quadrupedalism is a form of terrestrial locomotion where a tetrapod animal uses all four limbs or legs to bear weight, walk, and run. And I'm just reciting this from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking I have like two names for this deck, and I think I'm going to do either hydroquadrupedalism yeah. or the soaked quadrupeds. <laughs> <laughs> soaked? quite wet quadruped <laughs> oh no yeah. so the original idea of this deck was it was called it was called it wet dogs and you were like wait one of these pokemon they're not technically a dog so i was like well fuck you and this is the only term that i could find that applied that was applicable to all the pokemon on this deck list i love that you researched a word that you could use for both of these pokemon as if these are real existing there is three actually there's three pokemon in this deck so yeah. um it is um quadrupeds they um they walk on four legs. And so let's get into it. They're probably like, what the fuck? All right. So this is a Suicune, Suicune. I got to say it wrong every time just for the... Suicune, Suicune, Suicune. So this is a Suicune Umbreon VMAX deck. Um, a little bit of Houndoom in there. And yeah, that's the deck. New segment. There you go. You got Umbreon. I like Umbreon. Who yeah. doesn't like Umbreon? No. Okay. So here, here's the idea of the deck: is basically that you're you're just 
you're you're spamming the board with energy. You're kind of overwhelming your opponent with mm-hmm. just this presence of energy and potential attackers without really having to dedicate a boss for your um, supporter. Yeah. Obviously. And so the list goes one Crobat V. That's not a quadruped. Whatever. <laughs> two Houndor single or two single strike Houndor, two single strike Houndoom. We got three Embryon V, two Embryon V Max, and three Suicune V. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, just to kind of run over it, Suicune V. They're all v. good Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> Suicune V for a water and a colorless does basically 20 damage and plus 20 more damage for each of the bench Pokemon in play. Mm-hmm. What's really great about this is if you're playing a Melody Engine, you can attack your first turn quite easily and very frequently. Yep. Yeah. So you're just sitting there and you're kind of doing usually probably anywhere from 80 to 20. 120 damage usually on your first turn because you can load your bench up and your opponent may have one or two on there, which is perfect for the follow-up. You do another 200, 220 or so, and you're basically one-shotting or two-shotting a VMAX. Okay. If your opponent decides to switch out of what you've already hit, then you just, you know, you very easily hit them with a, you know, you evolve an Umbreon VMAX and you take take whatever is on the bench, whatever you want. You kind of yeah. just hit the bench that way. That's that's basically the concept of the deck. What really kind of where this deck lacks is it significantly struggles to one shot a V. So you're mm. really hoping to have a, a basically you're wanting the two shot and kind of have the av- or the advantage and the prize trade. Yeah. But um, other than that, like it, it's not to say it doesn't have the potential ah, the potential to do it. It just usually requires multiple single strike energy on the Umbreon V Max. Or just the full mm. bench, like yeah, regular V, yeah, 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 for a regular V. So normally, if you see if you're playing this deck, you just want to target the V Max and continue mm-hmm. just keep that pressure on, right? Because you're not running quick shooting with it like other Suicune decks would do. Yeah. So yeah, you can't make up that math. So when they see Suicune, they're probably going to play no more than three or so Pokemon, maybe four. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to go five six when you got the Suicune to set you up with that twelve. You know, or ten bench, right? They're not going to give you that two twenty opportunity. They no. both, you both need full benches for Suicune to really get solid knockout numbers, and they're definitely not going to give that to you, especially when they look at your deck list on Limitless and mm-hmm. see that you don't play any quick shooting to right. make up that math. They're going to play that to their advantage, absolutely. But see, the thing is, is so many decks now um, are heavily or heavily reliant on having a full bench. Like Mew yeah. Max cannot function. Without having a full bench of Genesect and whatever the fuck it well, like. they can. They, they can, but they yeah, they don't have to. But the thing is, Mew Mew is going to auto lose to this anyways because yes. you have Umbreon. So let's yeah, this deck is going to plow through Mew, which is the he- most heavily played deck. Mm-hmm. So you do have that going for you, no matter what. Yeah, it's also a two prize Suicune V, and you can play this into a prize trade that's in your advantage. You can have two Suicunes and an Umbreon V Max. They have mm-hmm. to go through. You know, you can. Can do some cool stuff there. Yeah. So let's let's run through the trainers real quick before we keep the conversation going. You're gonna have one cape of toughness, four crushing hammer, four evolution incense, two peers, one single strike, scroll of scorn, four tower of darkness, four quick ball, one tool scrapper, four melanie, one air balloon, one marnie, three urn of vitality, two professor's research, two capacious buckets, one ordinary rod, and one copy of boss's order. And then for energy, we're gonna have seven water energy and four single strike energy. I'm going to kind of talk about these a little bit. So the, the Cape of Toughness, we see it in every Suicune deck ever. This mm. basically makes it where the Suicune can't be one-shot by most things. Okay. Um, it's going to let it fire off two attacks unless they manage to hit into it and find a tool scrapper, or they dedicate a lot of resources just to knock out a two-prizer. Mm-hmm. Pretty self, you know, self-explanatory. What I really like about this deck is you have the four crushing hammer in there, and you're just going to be disruptive as fuck. 
So yeah. kind of had the extra room. And this is why I'm not playing the quick shooting in Tele online is because I have plenty of means to draw. Mm-hmm. And so I usually am finding what I need. So the reason why I'm like, eh, let's cut the quick shooting is because then I can just, you know, allocate more resources to like Crushing Hammer and other kind of just more technical cards. We have two peers in here. And what was really, really unique about peers in this deck is, yes, it finds the dark Pokemon and your energy. Mm-hmm. But peers also act has that dual function here where it actually can act as a boss. Because you say you yeah. have an Umbreon V on the map, you play Piers, you grab Umbreon V Max, and then right. you have a boss, plus you're getting the energy. Yeah. Also, you can also grab the one copy of Crobat V and, you know, get some draw there. Yeah, uh, Piers well is really energy. cool in a deck that plays Umbreon V Max. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, moving on, we've got one single strike, Skull of Scorn. And this is to kind of help with the fact that I have low damage output. Say they hit pretty mm-hmm. heavy into an Umbreon V Max, then it gives me an out. Though, like you said, I'm not playing like Shady Dealing, so I don't always search it out. Normally, you just kind of plop that down as you see it because you're either going to be discarding and moving through your deck, or maybe yeah. you know, maybe you hit it. But I don't want this to sound like, oh, it's a pull. Like you just, you just, you know, like you're praying to draw on what you into. And we're going to get to like that in a little bit here. Have you have you considered? Uh, I guess looking at these, have you considered a Karen's conviction? I have actually that or a Leon. Yeah, I mean that Karen because that late game and you the fact that you do have these single strike Pokemon. I mean that Umbreon could easily take a. A one shot. Yeah, Karen's conviction definitely has a place in there. Yeah, um, I would. Great I would agree with you. Because on the way here, I was sitting here driving, and I was like, <laughs> the weakness of this deck, like I said, it can't take out V's easily. So Karen's conviction is easily, you know, that I think what you might need. Yeah, five prizes in. Once they've taken a Suicune and a V Max, what if at the end you use another, you know, V Max? Yeah. Play Karen's conviction for an extra hundred h a hundred damage, plus your, you know, the two. Let's say you have two of your. Uh, single strike energies on your Umbreon VMAX, that puts you at 200 plus 100, that's 300, or three single strike energies for 320, so... Yeah, it's just, you know, and kind of what you need there. Um, moving on down, we got four Tower of Darkness, and the reason why we go so, so heavy here is because um, Path of the Peak just shuts down your ability to gust with this deck. We have the one copy mm-hmm. of Boss's Order, so if Path of the Peak is out, you have no means to gust. Yeah. So you play four copies, but this is also going to be our primary draw engine with this and Melanie. So think about it. What you know? What does Tower of Darkness do? Discard. Is it draw three, or draw? It's draw two. Draw two. Yeah, discard. So you discard any single strike card there is, and you draw two. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty self-explanatory. Four Quick Ball. Um, this is just going to be gathering. You know, the Suicune and every piece you need to. You know, maybe set up a Houndoom, but also with the Quick Ball, how it's very important is it discards the water energy you need to activate your Melanie. Yeah. Um, tool Scrapper is pretty self-explanatory. You know, just discard some tools. You know, if something's annoying. Also, I found that this is pretty helpful, um, not necessarily in this deck because I don't play Air Balloon, or I do play Air Balloon. Mm-hmm. So say I put Air Balloon on a Umbreon VMAX, yeah. and it has a significant amount of damage on there, and I needed the retreat early in the game, but now I want to do Single Strike Scroll of Scorn. Well, what's neat about Tool Scrapper is it lets you you know, grab the, um, you know, discard your tool and put the, you know, the one you want on there. Yeah. So, um, so how does this fare against jolteon because you got suicune right who has the weakness to yeah. lightning um that's a that's a one shot for jolteon jolteon's hard and the reason it's not the weakness that makes it hard what mm-hmm. makes jolteon hard like i said before is you don't necessarily one shot yeah so what why is and why i actually lost to jolteon in this most recent late night series is the cheryl method right now yeah. So yeah. well they've they've always played Cheryl yeah. with Jolty Item, which makes it even more of a challenge. Yeah, so for me the weakness is not a big deal. Um you just you just play without the Suicune or you just, you you attack with Embryon V first, mm-hmm. clean up with Suicune, attack with Embryon V, you know, clean up. 
You just change the order of what yeah. you attack. Um, but no, it Suicune is hard unless you can one-shot, or sorry, Jolteon right now is really hard unless you can one-shot it because it can very easily Cheryl. Yeah, so very that's how, true, very yeah. true. So no, there's no reason to worry about the weakness. Um, let's talk about an ideal setup real quick. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, most single strike decks, they're like, oh, you got to have the Houndor and the Houndooms on there. And the only reason those are on there is really just kind of for that added damage or that added consistency. Yeah. But you don't necessarily need them because one energy attachment in the first turn, and it doesn't even, you know, gives you what you need. Yeah. But I mean, be- you do need them to get your Umbreons really set up as big attackers, though. As big I attackers. Mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but not to fire off an attack. Yeah. Because what the biggest problem with, I think, any single strike deck right now is they whiff. If they don't get the Houndooms and they, mm. or the energy attachment, because they need one energy attachment. They need you to not get rid of that energy, and they need to have a hound door, at least one hound door on the bench. Yeah. Or they're not they're not attacking. Right, and this you still get to attack because you have melody. Yeah. So, yeah, and the, the Umbreon attacks right are two dark, one colorless, or one dark, one dark two, two colorless. colorless. Yeah, right. two dark, so one so colorless. So it definitely play off melody more. So yeah, it. I wouldn't have built <clears> it if it were the two dark. I feel like right now we're entering a phase, especially with such a high amount of people playing new Vmax, that. Anyone could take Umbreon V and VMAX, pair it with a friend, and make a deck. Yes. That's, you know, I one time was take Shady Dealings, throw something in it, you have a deck. I feel like right now you take Umbreon, Umbreon VMAX, uh, Houndor, and Houndoom, and yeah. then just throw someone with it. And My you Bull have, Trace? Could be well, Moltres would be a would not be, Moltres. The fuck, I did it again. Zapdos. Yeah, Zapdos. I was just, literally that was just going through my head as you were talking about this because I was thinking, well, what other fighting Pokemon? Yeah. So here's could the thing. Um, what I would, if we were going to do that, here's yeah. what my recommendation is: the Umbreon VMAX does 160 damage. Yeah, that's going to be your primary attacker. Yes, you're going to kind of attack with Umbreon V, but mm-hmm. eh, not really. Like you're going to usually boss and attack. Yeah. So this is kind of a version. I, I It's been a week since I played Glints against it, but I was kind of telling them, why don't we cut the Houndors and the Houndooms out? Because yeah. 160 is as relevant as it's going to get. If it's not, if it's going to be so difficult to one-shot with you know the single-strike energies, why have them? Yeah. So go with the Warrior Energies. It makes it easier to get the Waters in the discard pile. Yeah. You know, for the Melanie. And then you use a Warrior Energy, and then you now have access to the Galarian Zapdos. Yeah, true. That could even be in there as a one of to yeah. hit that. Because I do get I mean And then you know, put the shady yeah. dealings and the the where we're missing the math on it. Right. Fighting is super relevant. That's why the, you know, single strike Urshifu is still in the deck, because now you can hit Gengar, but fighting's also detrimental because it's weak to psychic. And yeah. that's Mew. So uh only putting yourself at a weakness of a Zapdos. You know, yeah. a two-prizer isn't that bad compared to possibly losing a three-prizer mm-hmm. with an Urshifu. Also, against a Mew matchup, right, Mew is going to fill their bench with Vs, making the Zapdos a very good attacker if you yep. needed it. So is Gengar going to play multiple Vs? Exactly. So lots of matches where the, the Zapdos might be able to take off. So again, you don't have that in here now, but that could be a, another tech maybe. maybe and that would, and that would be Zapdos. like a, I would say it would be pretty significant. It'd probably be about a 15, 20 card swap. But the same, you know, concept of the deck would be there. And yeah, that was, you know, that's when I drive here. That's what I'm like thinking about how, you know, how we're going to do with this episode. But um, yeah, that's definitely a great option. You would swap the single strike for Warrior Energy. You'd cut the Houndooms all together because then they would only be relevant for the VMAX. And it's like, what, for 20 more damage. But if you find a friend and if you have access to the Atelions, definitely use the Shady Dealings Atelion as a secondary attacker. Use Raihan. Mm-hmm. Uh, throw some Raihans in here. And yeah. 
Yeah, that could be cool, though, because then you can get around your Jolteon matchup. So that might be a whole other deck, though, in itself. But right now, I feel like we're at a point we can use Umbreon V and VMAX, pair them with someone that's relevant. Suicune mm-hmm. is always awesome. It has such a good attack, has good numbers. It's only a two-prizer, and it forces them to change the way they play the game by not filling up their bench. So it makes them make decisions that maybe they usually wouldn't make. Yeah. So it's a cool time to experiment with this archetype and show it some love, which is exciting. This gets me excited because now I can kind of go back and come up with some new decks around this archetype as well and really playing around with the Suicune more because I do have these online already. I have all these cards in here, so I can go ahead and build this right away. And Yeah. How's it been for you? What are the numbers like? So like I said, I was playing around with all these decks. Um, The Zashian V deck had a killer... It seemed too good to be true to talk about, and it still felt like a Zashian V, so I didn't want to make it the Rogue deck of the week. And you're like, why are you talking about other decks? And I was yeah. playing with the Hoopa V and had a fucking awful win percentage, but it was beating all these meta decks. And then I was sitting there and I was frustrated. And I'm like, man. So how did this go? Though? I yeah, know. Yeah. And then I was okay. like, man, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then I, you know, I saw Wet Dogs on there because that was, you know, the name of it. That's how I had to yeah. say it on there. And I was like, hmm. And I clicked it and it was 28 out of 31. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this was really good. Yeah. You just and never. So, so I played it again because it was two weeks ago and the meta had a major yeah. shift on there. And it did about probably, I think it did 11 for 15 on the on the matches I played after yeah. that. So um, some meta in there. The problem is, is you just got to be very strategic on what you're hitting and your resources. You're going to have to be basically, you're committing to knocking out one Pokemon. Like you hit it, you have to hit that the next turn or you have to knock, you can't hit. Yeah. You can't hit three different Pokemon. That's basically what I'm saying. You can only hit gotcha. two Pokemon. So you use the boss and the gust to your advantage. Well, cool. I might have to mess around with this. I need something new to play right now just because, like, I'm just, I'm hating this Jolteon. Yeah. I need something that doesn't get killed by yeah. Jolteon right away. And it's just, I'm constantly getting paired against these little mm-hmm. fuckers. And I need, I need something new. So I think I'm going to mess around with this. I have all these cards. I love Umbreon, Umbreon VMAX, and I like Suicune. This looks like a fun deck. Going to make it better. And I, I welcome <laughs> <laughs> I'll attribute the original idea to, to your great thinking there. I'll just make it better before you. <laughs> okay, right, let's move on to some tips and tricks. Hey, man, why don't you fucking listen occasionally? You might learn something. Now- okay, this week's tips and tricks. This is actually your idea. You said, uh, you know why you talk about going yeah. from a turn behind to a turn ahead and yeah. making a comeback? And I was like, what? Okay, how, what I, I've got it right here. I've got it right here. Okay. Hey man, I have an idea for this week's tips and tricks that I think you'd explain better than me. I'm really reading this word for word. Basically, getting a turn ahead after your opponent has taken the advantage. And you're like, hey, can you elaborate on what you mean by a turn ahead? <laughs> also, blah, 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 blah about another thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I didn't quite know what you were talking about, but I'm going to try my best to explain what I think you were talking I'm about. Looking, I'm, looking at card, I'm looking at cards on here, and you hit, a, you hit the nail okay, on the head, man. Okay, good. So I kind of took your question of how do you make a comeback, and I'm especially thinking about what it's like to go second because I always get fucked over going second. My, on late night this last time, mm-hmm. I went six seconds in a row. So... This always happens. So I've broken this down into a few a few different categories. Disruption, heal, stall, sacrifice, ninja right hand. That's what I'm going to break this ninja, down to. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay. excited. I'm excited. <laughs> no, okay, so I'm firstly, gonna, disruption. So shit's not going right. You're going second maybe or you're a turn behind the game. Disruption, you can obviously, if they get to go first, they get to attach an energy first. 
But that also means you get the first opportunity to disrupt their attachment. So using crushing hammers or phantom waves to slow them down. Mm -hmm. So let them do that energy attachment. Hopefully they're dumb enough to play a special energy as their first attachment because most people are playing phantom waves and you can just take away that energy. Or they only play special energy or they they play a significant (laughs) amount of special energy. Right. Next up, healing. So allow your opponent to take the first hit on one of your Pokemon that you're going to use as a buffer so not like your main attacker mm-hmm. or use it as a buffer, like a regular V. So let's say I have a V and I'm playing multiple copies of that V, as yeah. most people are. I'm going to let them attack the V, do some damage, not knock it out, try to set up a two hit for them. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to evolve it into a VMAX next turn, play a Cheryl, and then swap it into the other V that I actually intend to attack with. Okay. So at that point, they've wasted their attack to trying to gain initiative and now i've healed that and it's all gone and now okay. i'm going to be putting the attack on them to set up my two shots. and not to slow you down for our like intermediate to novice players what cheryl do cheryl uh removes all damage from an evolution pokemon multiple evolution pokemon all of them at once yeah, yeah. and if you do you have to discard the energy from them so yeah. in order to make this work you really need to make sure that you've set up the uh, two of your V out, mm-hmm. and the one that you're intending to attack with, you're putting the energy on that one on the bench, letting them attack the one in the front, thinking they're setting up a two-shot, but your intention is to evolve next turn okay, and then play the Cheryl. You don't necessarily want them to see that you're going to evolve now mm-hmm. because you don't want them to see the Cheryl coming, but you will go ahead and evolve Cheryl, retreat into an active. Now you gain initiative with the uh, repost attack. This is exactly what I had in mind for this. Okay. <laughs> Next up, stall. So shit's not going right. Gust out the Pokemon that's most difficult for your opponent to get out of the active space. So you're down a turn. You have a boss in hand. Pull out that thing with the two retreat. That's yeah. going to force them to have to use a switch card because if they don't have the switch, they're stuck. And if they're stuck for just one turn that you pin them, you might get to get that extra energy attachment or get the attack off first. Or you might be able to hit on the bench you might be able to snipe a little right bit. if you have something that can snipe that'll work as well okay next we got sacrifice let them take a one prize advantage so that you can place the first major attack on their three prizer to set up the two shot and gain initiative as a result so you're going to go down in the prize trade by one but then you're going to retaliate and end up up three prizes mm-hmm. Well, up two because you're going to take a three prizer. So I do this a lot where I'll sacrifice a Sobble to set up something else so that I can come and take the first attack on their VMAX. So sacrifice a one prize. Okay. And lastly, I have the uh, Nint- uh, I'm sorry. Okay, and yeah. Then, oh, wait, no, fuck. You're, you're bringing it up right now. I'm like, well, and you know, sacrificing also, you know, comes up you know make something else possible but then here you are here it so, is yeah. here's what's possible all right the ninja raihan moltres combo that's a mouthful yes can i say it yes the ninja raihan moltres combo no 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 <laughs> the ninja raihan moltres combo <laughs> you combo. up that word moltres <laughs> okay ninja raihan moltres combo so you sacrifice your active pokemon knowing that you're going to play raihan next turn you play a Moltres from your bench to the active spot. Keep in mind, at this point, your Moltres has no energy on it. They don't know you have Moltres. Well, it could be that they don't know you have Moltres. Or it could be from it. hand. Yeah. Or you could have it out but have no energy. Okay. The goal here is that it looks like it's completely coming from nowhere, like mm-hmm. you're not going to get it. And it's such a good combo because what's going to happen is you move into the active, you play Raihan, you attach an energy from the discard, 
You search your deck for another energy, and lastly, you use Dire Flame Wing's ability to attach a third energy from your discard. So your Moltres is a card that can literally go from no energy to three energy as an instant retaliation to a knockout. To do 190 damage. To do 190 damage. So magically, you go from having no energy, which also makes it look like you're at a disadvantage because you have no energy on the board. Or it makes it look look like you're a fucking idiot because you forgot to do it one turn. Right. Yeah. Right. And that as well. So you go ahead and just come from nothing to three energy and hit him for 190. So hopefully at this point, you've already had some damage on him and you're getting the knockout. And if you do get that knockout, that's great because then next turn... They're hopefully not attacking you back. So you've reclaimed the the lead. You have the good game state. You have yeah. the energy on board. And it comes out of nowhere. So it's a if you're playing Moltres, you should be playing Raihan, and you should be looking for every opportunity to pull off this combo. What combo? The ninja Raihan Moltres combo. There. You've heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is an inherently new idea. I did pull off the combo when I, I think was... This is, I think you've put a name to the I, I may have put a, a name to it, but it was a very common uh, a common combo that I used when Dark Burbs went to that new match first, uh, playing for first. Yeah. And when I heard the review of the guy from... Uh, what network was that? Was it Omnipoke? Yeah, Omnipoke. Omnipoke reviewed the match and talked about how scary the Moltres Raihan combo was in the to- in the Togekiss deck. So it was interesting at that point. I hadn't thought about it so much. Like yeah. I knew I'd planned it in there, but I had never th- seen anyone else really use it against me consistently. This is why I wanted you to write this segment because the shit that goes on in your head, sometimes you just, you don't need <laughs> help getting it out on here, but this is like, I want to see like some comeback moves. And this is exactly what I had in mind because Dark Verbs was all about these huge combos and these comeback moves. Um, can we talk about some... You did a great job in all of this. What did I, I miss? I want to talk about kind of like the heal mechanic real quick. You know, okay. you talked about Cheryl, where you completely heal. Um, yeah. But maybe maybe you don't have to completely heal. You know, there are some matches and some cards where, you know, maybe Pokemon Center Lady is enough where you heal 60 in a special condition. Okay. Or maybe some item healings. Maybe it's just you take off just enough, right, to make that one shot unachievable. Mm -hmm. This is also going to go in conjunction with maybe some buff cards or or cards where we get some extra HP, like Big Charm. Yeah. um, Sir Chester. Sir Chester Bath. Yeah. Yep. Where your base Pokemon take 20 less damage. Mm -hmm. Um, And... What is the other one? The big charm? Did I ever say big charm? Yeah, big charm. Uh, giant cape. Giant yep. cape. Cape and then, of toughness. Cape of toughness. Yep. And then um, Galarian chest plate as well is another yeah. one. Um, that acts similar. Eh, acts like Churchester Bath, but only for Galarian Pokemon. Yeah. Um, that's something else. So maybe you can take off just enough damage to where they have to three-shot your Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Just another concept. And then for stalling and other combat, combat cards... Um, these are kind of like your go-to. I've seen you use both of these cards in really interesting scenarios. And the first I want to talk about is that basic Pokemon. It's a V, double L V. Yep. Yeah. Talk about it. Use that double, shit all the time. Oh, or used, used to. to. Used to use it. But double V, remember, had the attack that for each prize you were behind, you did three more damage. Yeah. 30 more damage, right? It was like Revenge Blast or something. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, so you were hitting super relevant numbers, and you got more, you got stronger and stronger as you went. Yeah, um, another one it was you a three colorless attack too. It kind of faded out because of the fighting weakness, yeah. so it kind of disappeared there for a bit. But maybe right now, if we have a quick way to accelerate, mm-hmm. you know, or it, you it can could protect it. Uh, maybe we've seen Blissey V. You've also used Blissey yeah. V, where the card it's not like a comeback card, yeah, but it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And then mm-hmm. lastly, uh, this is kind of a stall card. 
Um, the Galarian Stunfisk. You played this with Luke mm, Metal. Yeah. And it gets stronger. Galarian has, Stunfisk V. Yeah, Stunfisk Z, I think, has 100 HP at the beginning, but it gets 20 more HP for each metal. Two, 200 HP, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two, yeah. Starts yeah. 200, 200 HP, HP gets 20 more HP for each metal energy attached. attached to it. You're playing with Metal Bronzong, so where you would basically heal it, or you find yeah. a way to heal it, and you move the energy wherever the fuck you want. And, you know, it does like 80 damage and 120 if they attack the same Pokemon. Yeah. And it just gets 20 stronger. damage counters. Yeah. And, and damage counters. It's a very, very cool attack. Uh, you know, it was very neat because it punishes them for attacking you. And yeah. if they had not, when I was playing it, that was when we had Sensor Scorch to worry about, which kind of sucked. But right now we don't. I mean, Victini's played a little. Maybe it's time to think about some Stun Fisk V again. Yeah. That was a fun card to fuck them up with those math. Here we go. This is These are all these, like, big brain things that have taken me by surprise that I'm just reminding Nick. See, Nick is so great, he forgets about <laughs> his past great, you know, all his crazy shit. And I, but I remember it. They still hurt. They still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to know it made a significant impact in your life. Yeah. Right now, I feel like I'm at a pretty low right now, just trying to come up with something and not feeling like... Anything I come up with is sticking enough. You know, so I need to go back to the drawing board. This is usually what happens is yeah. I got to get myself into a rut yeah. of getting like 50% success. Yes. And then I'm like, okay. And you know what? New. This is a perfect time to plug our Discord. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? We were, both, we were talking about it just now, and this may be a longer episode, but you know, I feel like we haven't started rambling yet. We were both kind of bitching about how we we're having a hard time testing our rogue decks. Yeah. And we were like, well, we play on the ladder, and the ladder's great, but you see other rogue shit. And when you're trying to build a rogue deck, you don't want to see other rogue decks, right? Yeah, you, you want to play it. against the top meta so that you know what you're actually building to play mm. against. And our goal here is playing limitless tournaments and things like that, yeah. where people are mostly playing like six different decks. Yeah, we want to give you guys like a, a, a battle-tested deck that is rogue, um, and that we, we can tell you is actually good. So with that being said, on the Discord, it didn't happen, but I, you know, I was like, hey, does anyone help me play test? So, you know, I can refine this rogue deck of the week. Um, but what I'm saying here is join our Discord. I want to set up an evening or a night, a weekly night, where either one or both of us gets on and we hang out on the voice chat and we do some friendlies. And I might even offer an incentive where, like, anytime you either beat Nick or I, I will give you a code card. Doesn't even have to be friendly. Like you can just cuss at Austin, call him a bitch. Like yeah, he'll you know, take it. Be, like be, be a jerk. You know, be be like be a dick. Sm- it'll help. It'll help him come up with some better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, come on here and be like, dude, this rogue. I played your rogue deck of the week and it fucking sucks. <laughs> this is the input we need. We need real time input. So I'm thinking, you know, we'll come about. But I want to make like a night, you know, every week where we, it could be for you know two or three hours. We just we play some friendlies we get some good practice in and hang out as a community so yeah definitely that would definitely be fun well cool man i think it's time we get into some tcg terminology with austin what oh okay here we go Where's the TV? Now, everybody, open your To Kill a Mockingbirds to page one. Good. Now, who can tell me why Jem cries when the hole in the tree is filled with cement? Because she's a crybaby? <laughs> Get out. We're here to learn. Okay, man. 
You gave me shit for doing all the TCG yeah. terminology, and here you are. You've thought about what you said. Yeah, I regret it. You know what? Because I went back and I looked at the notes, and I've done it. I've actually have done it again. Um, and I heard some good things. Like I went back and I like had some terms. I'm like, this would be a good term, and I went back and referenced yeah. it. And we haven't talked. I have came up with a pretty sizable list of shit we haven't talked about. So, okay. Um, yeah, man. Um, will you guys forgive me? <laughs> Was, there was someone new that had like joined and asked us something on the Discord. Yeah. And then, and then what's his face? Glenn or whatever. Glenn from, uh, where's it from? Where's it from? Glenn from Belgium. I know where you're from. <laughs> Glenn from Belgium gave you shit about it. Someone new was like asking a question. And it's like, Austin doesn't want to help the new people. I wonder what Glenn's going to give me shit this time. It's probably how I messed up on saying Moltres or. That's or too easy. You can't just pick <clears throat> apart how you mispronounce a word. It's too He's easy, get Glenn. To the, he, yeah, Glenn, you got to get to the core. Dig deeper. You got to dig deeper into his soul and make him feel really bad about himself. No surface level shit. That's like making fun of someone's nose. You don't do that. No, you don't do that. Don't do that. You got to talk about like their attachment issues, problems with their family. You know, you got to get to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like there's a reason for everything. <laughs> Right. So give us, now let's actually talk about the segment. What are our terms? I'm thinking about Glenn. I'm going I'm to stalk him, I'm gonna stalk <laughs> him on Glenn? Facebook. He's thinking about you. I'm going to stalk him on Facebook. and I'm going <laughs> to research all about Glenn. I'm going to know what gets to his core. I'm going to get him right where it hurts. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Back to TCG terminology. All right. We're going to start with dead draw. And so we've kind of talked about a very similar version of it, but uh, what's what, what do you what do you, you know what, what, what's dead draw? When you just don't draw anything playable, no playable yeah. cards. You're dead drawing. You're not hitting a supporter. You're just sitting yep. there. And so this is similar to t like we've talked about it in the past, where you top deck something. Yeah. But this is the exact opposite, where you basically don't hit what you want. So yep. you're hitting dead shit. You know, you're basically you're not playing anything, and you have a a dead game state almost. Yeah. That's it. That's it, so yeah. What causes dead drawing, though, um, is a clunky deck. And you said this, you didn't say it while we were recording, but you said it while you were making me this delicious coffee. And you said that deck kind of felt clunky. Yeah. And so what, ex what exactly is this about? Clunky is where it's just, um, we'll give you the opposite. So a non-clunky deck is a, efficient. is a consistent deck. Yeah. And a consistent deck, every turn you have actions you can play mm -hmm. where it you can think about what you're going to do next. You can perceive or predict what's going to happen when you draw. So yeah. every a consistent deck always has energy attachment, yep. always has a supporter, always has some search. You know, you got a little bit going on. You get a little bit of everything, a little bit of search, a little bit of energy, a little bit of draw, a little bit of power, a little bit of tech. Clunky deck is... Too much tech. Yeah, clunky deck might be one turn I get to draw, next turn I don't. This turn I get to attach an energy. This turn I don't. Yeah. One turn I get attached four energy. You know, because some crazy shit happened. You mm -hmm. know, like but but you can't attack. You can't some switch. Abilities, but you don't switch or something. Like yeah. you're always missing a piece that makes it an effective deck. That's a clunky deck. Yeah, and so clunky is the the opposite of consistency. Um, moving on, this is a term I heard when I went home a couple of weeks ago, about a month now, and I keep saying it, and it's rip. Is that just rest in peace? No, that's 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 the old way of saying it. Rip this is, is it, like like let you, it rip. No, that's that's an, that's another old way of saying oh, it. Man, I'm not up with the so times. So this guy was like, dude, 
instead of saying top, he used it's. I think it, it's a synonym of top decking. Okay. And he pulled the energy he needed, so he top decked the energy. But he said, "Dude, I just ripped this energy, and played it, and then had the game." So I've been using it. Basically, it's now like you feel cool. And it's like an epic top deck. It's like yeah. the exact one thing you need, and you rip. You maybe not. Maybe I'm using it incorrectly. Maybe yeah. But, yeah, you got it at the right time. The exact thing you needed at the right time. Mm-hmm. And instead of a top deck, could just be something that gets you out of a shitty situation. This one but is it's like not the perfect. This outcome. one's like, oh fuck! I hope I hit. I hope I hit a research so I can hit an energy. But this one's like, no fuck it! I hit the energy game. Yeah. So yeah, a rip. little more, a little more specific, and maybe less probable of pulling that yeah. card, but you still hit it. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then another one, this is perfect. You said you wanted to play a control deck. That's what you had been thinking about. So yeah. I'm going to let you take this one and run. Right. So a control deck needs to be something that basically denies your ab- opponent's ability to play the game. So it can remove energy, could be discarding things from their deck. It just makes it that their deck becomes clunky, mm-hmm. that they're missing the necessary pieces when you're playing the control. And usually it has some recycling engine to it too, where you can keep getting these things back so that every turn you can move through a sequence of actions that keeps your opponent from playing and slowly advances your game state. It's not a rush with a control deck. It's about making sure they never get to play and yeah. you slowly advance your position. Exactly. Control decks always, always require a significant amount of setup, but once you hit this perfect combo or this setup, you're pretty much untouchable. They refer to it at that point as they got the lock. The lock, which is our next term, the lock. And what you be, what I mean by locking something um, is basically you have locked, you have blocked some certain mechanic. Yeah. Like you have an, ener- so you could be, you have an energy lock. They have no longer have the ability to attach energy, or you have an item lock. They can't play items. Um, one that comes to mind is Seismitoad EX from way back when. Mm-hmm. Basically, you played it, and I don't. It was either item cards or trainer cards. I think it was trainer cards. You did an attack. It didn't do a significant amount, but they couldn't play. Um, after that point, they couldn't play any trainer cards. Yeah. Um, another one was the Poltergeist GX from. Was that the name of the attack? Poltergeist is a Gengar attack. Yeah, that, but that was it, right? Where they couldn't play any it cards locked, from hand? Yeah, it's a no cards from hand, right. So. Not the lock in the terms of the control where you have a sequence that yeah. never lets them come back. Like well, it's like a temporary of, lock or a block. Right, we yeah. did have, I can't recall what it was, but we had one in the previous, <clears throat> the last format, I believe it was, where you had a supporter that you could remove uh, energy every turn. And then, oh, it was the one where you made them discard so many cards. Yeah from their deck and you did the same thing and then you could recycle some of yours back in but eventually it just made it that they were discarding all their energy because you were putting Mm -hmm. energy back into their deck off their pokemon and then forcing them to discard four cards or something or three cards from their deck the sibilba what was that card that tag team supporter card bryson and can't remember. Is it Bryson and Bryson? There was one that had no, the double name. Yeah, but... it was a double name. It was like Bryson's something with an S. But anyways, oh, okay. the card had the both players could discard the top three. It eventually was banned, actually. Really? This card. But yeah, it was yeah. very interesting. Um, and so something worth noting is control decks and locks usually don't come cl- um, don't come about until pretty close to rotation because they usually require a large pool of cards mm-hmm. and a specific combo that only exists after we've had so many sets print. Yeah. As uh, maybe our listeners... No, our newer listeners don't know. Every now and then we get a rotation where they cut out some sets, say these are no longer in the standard format. But what this basically means is that we see like 
almost like a bungee effect with the standard yeah. pool of cards where it gets larger and larger and larger up into a point. And then we get a significant cut. So right. control decks usually don't come about until probably, you know, two or three, maybe four months after we see, a, you know, you know, we've had, or I shouldn't say months, probably two or three sets after we've seen a rotation. Yeah. That's it, man. Let's, uh, let's move on to, to some uh, misplays. To some, to some uh, misplays. And mishaps. And mishaps. Thank you. Because you already fucked up, man. You can't fuck up something that's already fucked up. All right, man. So uh, how'd you fuck up? So this week's fuck up was a scoop up net fuck up. And it's a scoop up net play with uh, shady dealings. I already know what to do. Yep, you already know what to do? I already know what to do. <laughs> okay, so here's the situation. And this is a situation where anyone's new. This is going to be very helpful. And it's basically what happens when you have you have a Sobble in the active, a Sobble on the bench, and you have only one level ball in your hand and no draw support. So how do you fix everything? Say the scenario one more time. Okay. Real yeah. quickly. Cover me. it up so you can't see it. This, okay. is your, this is your quiz. Okay, okay. Okay, so here's the scenario. All right, all right, all right. You have a Sable in the active. Right. Sable on the bench. Okay. And one level ball in hand. Okay. With no draw support. With no draw support. No draw support. All right. So how do you fix everything? Level ball, you're going to grab a Drizzile, and yep. you're going to evolve the active Drizzile. First, okay. Right? Because you're going to want to scoop it up, and then you're going to have re- you're going to have the second Drizzile for the, you know, on the bench. You said scoop up net is not in the hand? Scoop up net is not in the hand. Okay, well, fuck, I don't know, man. You just okay. I forgot to say one of the piece. You have it. You have another Pokemon on the bench that you want to actually attack. Oh, with. fuck! That, there you okay, go. Okay, there you go. Okay, there okay, go. okay. Here we go. Here's what you do. You got two Sobbles and one yep. attacker on the bench. You got some energy, maybe you don't. Whatever. So you want to go to grab a. So you're gonna have a level ball. You're gonna grab Drizzile because it has yep. 90 HP. You're going to evolve the active. You're gonna grab a Scoop Up Net. You're gonna put your active your active Pokemon that you want to attack with. So your Moltres V in this scenario. In the active position. Then what you're going to want to do is you're going to put the other Sobble back in the bench because you have Drizzle and Sobble on the bench. You're going to put the other Sobble on the bench. You're going to evolve the previous Sobble that you didn't evolve, and then you're going to pull a supporter. And then, therefore, you have the switch and you have the supporter. Yep, there you go. That's, that's fucking, the play. That sounds complicated, but that's easy. That's It is easy. That's it great. Easy. That's great. I was, I think I was just looking at some other shit. Yeah. <laughs> I had like another screen up and yeah. I was not paying attention. Yeah. And just like So you fuck, evolved the bench one. I just first. fucking evolved the, the bench one. Yeah. And then instantly when that happens, you're you're fucked because now you have to grab a switch. You gotta grab a switch or that doesn't help you then. Because then you're getting the active, but you're not getting the draw. And the draw is more important than that scenario. Well, so you're, you're, wanting, you're wanting to grab drawn, a supporter and you're hoping to grab a switch. Yeah, you're hoping that. to get a switch and a supporter. But in that case, your only option is to grab a supporter mm-hmm. because you need to get the draw. You need like a research or something to progress your game state to maybe yep. get a switch or an, another, you know, evolution for the next turn or a bird keeper or whatever you're playing to get it out. Yeah. So it takes away your combination of switch and supporter, mm-hmm. and you're not getting to make use of two Sobbles with one Drizzile, mm-hmm. which is a really cool concept of playing that one copy of Scoop Up or two copies of Scoop Up Net when you're playing a shady dealings engine. So that was my fuck up. I just was not paying attention. Yeah. And I evolved my bench one. I was already thinking ahead. I was already thinking on the turn after evolving the active. Yep. I was like, my brain was like, okay, I'm just, I know I'm switching anyways because mm-hmm. I'm going to be grabbing this scoop up net. So I just evolved the bench and was like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing? I have and- to do the active first so that I can then 
switch and do the bench. And this so. doesn't necessarily have to be a Drizzle. Um, well, also, I mean, it could be an Inteleon, Shady Dealings. Yeah. Or, or it could have been a Rapid Strike, Inteleon on the front. But that's, <clears> you know, that's beside the point. Um, you know, but yeah, it's definitely you have to be careful what you're scooping up, what's going where, and at what point in time. Right. Um, is also another significant thing. Exactly, right. So this is, it's definitely one of those plays. And if you're not playing scoop up net with your shady dealings, if you're a newer player and you haven't figured that out, this is a scenario that comes up in like every other game, at least, that it's, I play this common. engine. Yeah. It's so common that this is played and it is like, it's fantastic because it gets you a switch. You can even use that one Sable as a buffer on purpose, yeah. knowing that you're eventually going to play this scoop up net play. And but if it gets knocked out, you don't care. Right, you don't care. But you know what? Don't fuck it up. I had a fuck up. It's real quick. It's not okay. gonna take. It's not gonna take as long as yours. I was playing when I was playing the Sunday Open. I was actually playing against another Memphis player. Um, we know him as Sebastian. He's a. Yeah, I think he's probably the best player there, other than you. Whenever you go to runners, easily. Yeah, he's very good. He's a very good player. Very good. Um, we were, he was playing Raptor Strike Urshifu, and I was playing Suikatini. And basically, he had me in a corner. I had a pretty bad start. Um, he did get lucky there. But he had me in the corner, and I was like, all right, shady dealings. You know what's going to get me out of this bad situation is Raihan. And I grabbed Raihan, and I went to play Raihan, and it wouldn't let me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And Energy in the discard? Yeah, there was no, oh, there was no basic energy man, in the fucking, discard. I will tell you, I've done the same thing with Raihan on numerous occasions. I just You just forget the little stipulation of mm -hmm. you need to have a basic energy. Not yeah. just an energy, a basic energy in the discard. That fine print on the card... Do you feel like a 10-year-old not reading your cards? Yes. That's what yes. it makes me I feel mean, like. I mean, I should have gone to Pokey Club that week because Mr. <laughs> Mr. Nick would have told me, read your fucking cards. <laughs> and I would have known. I would have known. Right. Lesson learned. Well, let's learn about how to not be a dick. Welcome, everyone, to the Don't Be a Dick segment. We learn about all the ways to not piss off your opponent when playing Pokemon. So before you want to blame your loss on a bad hand or a boss's orders, remember, don't you be a dick. If we ever make it big and we make money and say we have a studio and we can afford for one of us to fly to the studio because we won't be living near one another here in a little bit. I want to have a room where we turn on, as soon as we queue up the Don't Be a Dick segment, the lights yeah. automatically dim. <laughs> right. It's got to yeah. feel like a... Just a nice coffee house vibes. Mm -hmm. Maybe have someone just fire up a coffee grinder in the, in the very distant background. Mm -hmm. the... And some some coffee some coffee mugs clinging. and little dripping. Yeah. Yep, and the sounds of <laughs> some hipster teens listening to their lo-fi music. Talking about Kierkegaard and... Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's existential. We, 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 set a, we set a scene pretty well, I think. And yeah. so we're going to set... I'm going to set another scene right here. Okay, set a scene. Alrighty. So this week, in an event... I'm not going to say what event. I'm not going to say what my opponent was playing, because I don't want to give it away. Who this? I think you could very easily identify their identity. Anyway, I was playing an online tournament, and my opponent had the advantage. Um, mm -hmm. It was very obvious from the start that he was going to win the game. Being the trooper I am, you know, I wait. I played the game out in hopes that something would go my way. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, 
when my, I thought my opponent was going to take a critical, like a critical attack in the game. They, they switch into the Pokemon. They boss out my bench Pokemon that has my energy. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, fuck. And I'm like, this is it. This is, this is the nail in the coffin. Yeah. And 30 seconds go by. And I'm like, what the fuck's my opponent doing? Yeah. Like he knows he, what he wants to do. Pass. He's passed. Did he not have it? Oh, he had it. He had it. I look in Limitless, and I just see the this the text. I DC'd. And I'm like, well, DC'd. Ah, disconnected. Oh! I'm like, no way! Because yeah. then it gave me the knockout on what I needed, and then gave me the game. And so I take the knockout very quickly, and, you know, set up, and then I now have the advantage because my opponent disconnected, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, well, man, I said, oh, no, you know, like I was very excited, but that sucked for my opponent. He yeah, had been playing yeah. a good game, you know? And so, you know, he played the rest of the game out and it went my way, you yeah. know, just because it gave me the advantage. Well, that's the story, he said. I DC'd and I said, oh, no, we play the game out and the game ends. And my opponent says, I got to call a judge about this one. I don't even say anything. It's like you played the whole game out, dude. What do you call a judge yeah, about calls now? Ju calls judge. And he says, I was winning, but my game, but I lost my internet, and then I was reconnected, and I lost the game because I had passed for turn. Judge says, nothing I can do about a disconnection. Good luck in the rest of the event. Right? Yeah. And that should have been the end of the story. I uh -huh. report the game as a win. You just then, continued on? And this guy kept going. He was very upset, very distraught. Yeah. And the other guy says... You only won because I disconnected. I deserve the win! Exclamation mark. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? And I said, that happens to me all the time, which it does. You know, I, I lose entire events because of it. Yeah, you had game, but hopefully you can bounce back. That should have been the end of conversation. Mm -hmm. No. You want to read this one in like a high whiny voice? Bottom line? High whiny. Yeah, right here. I said I deserve the win. Maybe have some integrity and give me the win. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no fucking way. No way this guy just said this. And I just I just logged off. I just got off the thread. I'm like, fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing that, like, you went and said, you know, you had the game, but hopefully you can bounce back. Did there's no way to know he had the game? I, he had the, like he had the knockout. I would have had. Oh, no like idea. it was a visible knockout on yeah, the he, screen. He, okay, he it wasn't like he move. had to play something from his hand no, to get no, it. No, he like had energy. He bossed, oh, okay. and he was about like he disconnected. He was really about to do it. Yeah, about to do it, and it would have been. I would have had no energy on the board. Yeah, no way to come back, and would have just been so far down in the prizes. And I don't play Cheryl or anything like that. Yeah. so I had no way to turn things on my time. So yeah, I acknowledge the fact that he had game. Yeah. I'm not going to give this... This is like a product of this, like the participation trophy. It's like, yeah. sorry, dude, like shit happens. You know, like I... Yeah, it, it says it in the rules. That's the thing. It's like, it is the rules. Just like people can complain about slow play and report it. It says in the rules that if you disconnect, like, sorry, dude, that's what it is. Yeah. He was that's, able to come back and play the rest of the game. Usually yeah. I'm just fucking... I'm yeah, fucked sometimes for the rest you're just of the done. Yeah. You just can't get in. Yeah. I've already had, you know, a game disconnect before and it cost me multiple turns yes. where it's like it just kept playing on because yeah. like the thing will progress without you there. Yeah. It'll just say, you know, you'll run out of time and it'll eventually like pass shit. Mm -hmm. So I will admit like the guy had the game on me. Like 
Yeah. I was losing. Was I the dick for, you know, not having integrity mm. and giving him the win? Man, it's kind of a, like, I don't, he obviously isn't, he doesn't deserve the win in the online sphere because it clearly states in the rules that that's on you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you lose connection, that's on you. That's not on your opponent. It sucks that the timing that it happened was so perfectly executed. But you're saying that he still could come try to come back. He, it wasn't. He, it wasn't the defining. No, knockout because either. I was already behind. So we played. I think I had three. But he, it wasn't the game win knockout though, right? No, it was not the game winning knockout. I think that's more of a defining situation too. If it was, he has the energy, and all he has to do is click the attack button, take three prizes, and win the game. It is so absolutely certain that you were supposed to lose. Yeah. But then, you know, where do you draw the line? Because you could also say there are moments where all I have to do is click the button and my mouse lags and I click the wrong fucking button. Right. Or the thing is glitch. Like, there's shit like that that happens online all the time. So where do you draw the line? Do you say, I'm sorry, I meant to click this, but I accidentally clicked this. Yeah. And and it's like it's very clearly a misplay. And fucking the client we're on now says done for when you're done using ability and done when you're done for your turn. It should say... And you know, stop using ability and in turn. Like yeah, yeah, that's the biggest thing. Is like, am I still on my ability or am I? I've done that several times where I'm like, all right, I'm I I want to stop using my metal transfer ability, and mm-hmm. then I click done, and then I pass turn because I wasn't sure if I was still using the ability. Or yeah, not. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm not in the wrong here. This guy was a brat. This was a you know, mm-hmm. you know participation trophy, like a product of that generation, and you know, yeah. Needs to learn a hard lesson in life. That gener- I've heard you say this many times, as if you're... What generation are you referring to? What I guess age? mine. You're, yeah, this yeah. is your generation, right? You're younger than I am. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, better, than, I'm better than my generation. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, those just entitled cry, Those high-pitched crybabies. Yeah, it's entitled to shit that... Baby, I'm some integrity! I'm gonna yell at you, and you're gonna, you're gonna, and you have to listen to me. You can't leave this chat. <laughs> it's gonna go my way because whenever I yell at my parents, they bend over backwards for me. <laughs> no, you're gonna get a boss that's gonna fucking hate you, dude. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> you're gonna get fired. Then you're gonna learn. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna learn. Right. Well, cool, man. Let's jump on into some rogue radar. Okay, so I've just two cards for this week, two trainer cards, which are pretty interesting. The first one here is the Cafe Master from the Japanese set VMAX Climax. Have you seen this card yet? I have not heard of that set name. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> Let's not talk about the set yeah, name. That's, 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 that speaks volumes. But this is an interesting card. It's a supporter. It says, if you play this card, your turn ends. So, you know, that's already sucks. But you get to choose up to three of your bench Pokemon and search your deck for that many different basic energy cards and attach it to those Pokemon then you shuffle your deck and your turn is ended at that point. So That's the perfect going second card that you've been looking for. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And even if you don't get to use it on your second turn, though, it's still a really cool card because you could set up key weaknesses mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. for your matchup. So what I'm thinking is like a, a rainbow box deck where you take all the relevant weaknesses of the current meta, whatever they are. If the weaknesses are dark, psychic, fighting, you're going to pick dark, psychic, fighting Pokemon. Put them in your deck. And you get to find those specific energy. You get to search out those key energy to set up all those Pokemon. So it's going to be a very quick card to set up whatever you need in a given situation for that matchup. Okay. Well, <clears throat> that's cool and all. And you say not even we get on second turn, but so you'd play probably a couple copies of this so you have a high chance of seeing it. Yeah. Maybe you could use that Kramamatic card, the tool card where you discard a, mm-hmm. flip a coin, discard a card, flip a coin of heads, you get to grab a card from your deck. Yeah. So you grab Cafe Master. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. And then pair it with like the VIP Battle Pass mm-hmm. where you get to search for two basic pokemon so theoretically you could <clears throat> this is this is a wombo combo combo yeah epic proportions but let's say you do the chromomatic you're able to discard a dark energy you have two basic energies so you discard the dark you grab the biv battle pass and you get a multi uh-huh. on bench right you accept you do um dire flame wings right wings you do a manual attachment to whatever you want then you play cafe master and grab three energy yeah. one to the moltres one to two other pokemon yeah and they have to be different, so you're going to have to have these different typings in there. But, but yeah, yeah, that's three. That's one five. set up Pokemon. Five, five energy on your first energy. turn, potentially, right? Yeah, in, right. A, in this perfect world, five energy. That's awesome. And again, I just like this idea of this is a slower play type of deck, but you're setting up key knockouts by grabbing specific typings that you need for the deck. So I'm thinking of a deck that maybe has three different key Pokemon, and those three different types, you're going to have a couple copies of each. Yeah, could so be like a 2-2 two, two of this, a 2-2 two, two of this, and a 2-2 two, two of that, you know? The glaring birds definitely come to mind. Birds definitely sound. Imagine all three birds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> glaring Articuno is just like, it just falls short, though. It does, yeah. It doesn't yeah. fully... Both both the baby and the... Yeah. Uh, but definitely Zapdos and Moltres. I mean, this is pretty awesome for that to just yeah. quickly get Zapdos and a Moltres set up and then put someone else with them. Whatever's relevant at the time. Hey, there's your dark and fighting. Get somebody else that's pretty good to put with them. Just com- say fuck it and commit to the Glarian theme. Yeah. You get access to Glarian <laughs> Chestplate. Uh, you could do Glarian Rapidash and Glarian uh, uh, Stunfisk. Yeah. All different things. It would be real cool. Don't so. Lie. This concept doesn't have to go to Galarian. It doesn't have to go to Galarian. But in general, like, basic Pokemon would be easy, right? Like, the birds not having to evolve. It seems very easy because you could do, like, three, three, like, a bunch of three lines of a basic V. Yeah. To make it a higher chance of drawing them and have just, like, three of this, three of that, three of something else. All different typings, all relevant weaknesses that you'd usually, you'd be like, there's no way I could set these up to attack. Mm Mm-hmm. With Cafe Master, you could. You could set up all three of them. That's freaking cool. So very neat card. Definitely a cool going second card. I like it. It's different, and we don't have anything like it. This next one, we get a little bit more love here for the fire Pokemon. It's uh, Magma Basin. It's once during each player's turn. Uh, They're able to take a fire energy from their discard pile and attach it to one of their benched fire Pokemon. Mm-hmm. It's a stadium card. You can just do it every turn. Take a fire from the discard, attach it to a benched Pokemon. And if you do, you put two damage counters on that benched Pokemon. It's, it's no welder. Yeah, it's no welder, but it's not a supporter. And no. it's every turn you could do this while it's in play. Like, it's, 
it's a free energy attachment. And we're not at a point right now where fire need like four energy to do anything crazy like we used to be. We need, they need three. Sometimes three, often two. We have a lot of fire Pokemon with two. Mm-hmm. But in the best scenario, three. But we're living in a world where we could use this stadium, a manual attachment, and a Melanie to set it up in a single turn, right? Right. So now fire Pokemon with three energy attacks become accessible because you can do this. And it does put two damage counters on you, which is something I was thinking about. There's a card that kind of struck me a while back, and I've been it's been on my mind. It's been yeah. on my mind since we built the decks for the kids. Yeah. It's Volcanian V. This card came back out Darkness Ablaze. It's a single strike Pokemon, which means single strike energy can be attached to it. You don't get that, um, you're not getting the fire uh, the fighting or the dark that you'd want because it's a fire Pokemon. But what happens when you attach a single strike energy with Houndoom? You get 20 plus damage. You do 20, you do 20 plus damage, but you yourself. also put two damage counters yeah. on yourself. Right. So here's the Volcanium V. Dynamic Tackle does 100 damage, and it does 150 more damage if you have already have 10 damage counters on you. Mm-hmm. It's a 220 HP Pokemon. Put on a Cape of Toughness, you're up to 270 HP, making it very hard for people to one-shot it and if they don't one-shot it, they set you up to do 250 plus any extra single strike damage. You go fucking crazy, do Obama Snow as well. Right, do Obama Snow, increase that HP. You can pretty much, you can play some stuff with this and make it that they can't one-shot Volcanium V and that they have to tiptoe around it mm-hmm. because they don't want to hit it and not take a knockout because they don't want to set you up to hit them for 250 plus which is a pretty rad attack. I mean, with a couple single strike, this guy gets to 290, 310 with three of them. You can even put the damage counters on yourself with the Magma Basin. So let's say they try to tiptoe around you and hit you for a smaller number, like 70 or 80 or something, because they're going to plan the knockout on the next turn. Now, Now you go ahead and Magma Basin, attach two, or use your Houndoom... You know, single strike roar, I'd put two more damage counters. So it's just a thought going through my head with this Volcanium V because we don't have two prizers that can hit for 250 plus. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's we don't have that right now. And it can also make use of other cool things like the the Entei Fire single strike Pokemon, right? That doesn't a- attack based on the number of damage counters on all of your Pokemon that are single strike. Yeah, rally back. Right, there's there's lots of cool stuff you can do there, just kind of loading up the Volcanian V, maybe moving out the Entei to take an attack. You know, there's lots of stuff you can do. It's a crazy concept, and I'm glad you brought up Melanie, because did you know Volcanian, Volcanian is a dual type? It's fire and water. Oh, is it in the like the video game or something? Yeah, and they actually had a card where literally it was spit. I remember seeing that split card. Yeah, so... Right. Um, yeah, Melanie might, might be a good partner. Right. And I didn't mention the dynamic tackle is two fire, one colorless. So it, again, you could use the Melanie. Or not. Or not. But if you wanted to, you could set up the attack in one turn. You could actually go second in this scenario. Potentially, in an ideal world, you could go second, Melanie, manual attach, magma basin, mm-hmm. and start swinging immediately for 100. And then if they hit you at all and don't knock you out, you know... 
you can hit them back for the knockout on a VMAX. It sets up some pretty nice, and even without the dynamic tackle, you set up some pretty nice two shots. Yeah, well, it's also really cool, and it's not a single strike, but it is a fire, and it's the Cinderace VMAX, where basically it has the attack called counter. Yeah. And it kind of performs in a similar fashion, but where it basically hits harder for how much your opponent hit you. In the next oh, one. yeah, this yeah, one yeah. This is way less situational, which I like about it. You know, you kind of yeah. get to dictate what amount of damage. It is a fixed number, but... You said the Cinderace is a single strike as well. Yes, Vmax, or maybe it's no. maybe maybe these. I thought the original two, one. Yeah, two, the original one was not single strike. No. That might be what you're thinking about. Yeah. I remember that Pokemon, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Another single strike option. I like that Magma Basin now makes Fire Pokemon more accessible than they've been in the past. Mm-hmm. I don't think Fire are going to take over the entire meta. I don't think they will. No, the weakness to Water kind of sucks for sure. Because you're with Suicune running around, basically, is why it, it very much sucks. Yeah, not even Suicune. I mean, Ice Rider, Kelly Rex. Right. Um, we're seeing less Ice Rider than Suicune, but there is a few, you know, poking yeah. through. And we're seeing the new Inteleon VMAX and the old Inteleon True. VMAX for the. But let's ladder. not pretend yeah. that we haven't seen, you know, Victini still top in the charts, you know, doing very well, even in a meta that had been filled with water. Victini is awesome. Victini is fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but that's what I got. So a cool new cards coming out. Cafe Master, Magma Basin, both pretty interesting. Open up some new possibilities for deck building that we didn't have before. That is sweet, man. And before we do our closing, um, yeah, something that Glenn, Glenn from Belgium did. Always Glenn coming up, man. You love talking about and Glenn. And he, he beat us to the punch on a really great idea. And I'm going to plug the Discord one more time. Yeah. And so we had someone new that listened. And we were talking about cards, and they had asked a question about it. And Glenn being overseas, you know, being in Belgium and all, he's usually awake while we're asleep and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad when I want to talk to Glenn when I first wake up in the morning. But <laughs> that's okay because he's probably, you know, finishing his evening or he's in the middle of his work day. Yeah. Oh, well. Austin wakes up. First thing he does is looks at his phone, goes to the Discord. Discord and look for my, my date. <sighs> What's Glenn up to right now? See if he responded to me in the middle of the night. Glenn from Belgium. (laughs) Anyway, he did this awesome thing where we talked about some cards. Someone was new, so he's usually kind of takes the night shift for us for anyone new. He always welcomes them. Yeah. Join our Discord because Glenn will, he'll be there to welcome you. I promise you. He'll probably even beat me. He'll definitely beat Nick. But what he did is he, he, took some screenshots of the cards we were talking about and put them in put them in the chat. So I'm going to make a dedicated channel where yeah. it's basically just like cards we discussed. So our listeners can hop on there and get a visual, visualization on the cards that we mentioned in the in the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, that would definitely be good. Yeah. Well, cool, man. We finished the episode. Let's get into the closing. If you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second to give us a five-star review and follow us on your podcast platform. Pokey Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Reach out to us with your thoughts about Rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick from playing Pokemon. Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Pokey-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at PokeyRogueTCG23 at gmail.com or at PokeyRogueTCG on Instagram, and of course, the most important thing that you keep plugging. Join the fucking Discord. The fucking Discord. It's kind of like the Catalina fucking wine mixer. Do it. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I'm still lost. Someone, someone in the Discord will know what I'm talking about. Hats off to them. If you know what the Catalina wine mixer is, 
You're fucking awesome. <laughs> Later, everyone. Just join the Discord. <laughs>